When I was a kid growing up, my hero was a clown named J.P. Patches. I watched J.P. Patches before school, after school, and on Saturdays. His show was the best. He had the most delightful characters, he had the best props, and the most amazing sound effects. For instance, J.P. Patches had the ICU2 TV set. It was amazing technology. <laughs> At a certain point during the show, theme music would come on. JP would say, boys and girls, it's time for the ICU TV set. And we were all waiting, watching. JP would crouch down in front of the television set and he'd start turning the knobs. And these weird sounds would come out. And then, as if by magic, instantaneously, J.P. Patches was inside the television set right in front of you, looking right at you in your television set. And if you were one of those lucky kids that day, he would say, oh, Linny, happy birthday. Go and look in the dryer. That's where your birthday present is. Okay, that was me. It happened to me. I have never forgotten it. I don't know how he did it, but it was the best. J.P. Patches also had an elite club, an elite membership club, Patches Pals. Now, to be a Patches Pal, you had to follow a special code of ethics. We had a checklist. I'll just read you a few of the items on the checklist. Mind mommy and daddy, brush teeth, drink milk, say your prayers, share your toys. That's only a few of them. To be a Patches Pal, you had to check off every single one of them. If you did, you could be a Patches Pal. I was a Patches Pal. Everybody I knew was a Patches Pal. That's what you wanted to be. Patches Pals. When J.P. Patches was not on television, he was throughout the Pacific Northwest doing appearances. He would be at a Cub Scout Jamboree. He could be at a grocery store opening. And wherever J.P. Patches was, Hundreds of Patches Pals would be there. We were there to shake his hand, maybe get to meet him. It was so cool. But the really lucky kids, they were the ones in Children's Hospital who got special visits from J.P. Patches. And he would go to see them, and he would bring them hope and laughter when it was in pretty short supply. As you can imagine, I was a true Patches Pal. And I can say with a lot of certainty that I was a Patches Pal who had more screen time and more face time with J.P. Patches than I did with my own parents. It's not that I was neglected or anything. It's just I was the oldest of seven kids. Not a whole lot of time for one-on-one -on -one conversations, special attention. 
not like I had with J.P. Patches. My mom, I knew a little bit more than my dad, but my dad, I didn't really know him at all. And the funny thing was, he was called J.P. too. Those were his initials. But my dad, J.P., he wasn't anything like my hero, J.P. My dad was blue-collar, hard-working. When he would come home from work, he didn't spend a lot of time with the seven kids. My dad would go into the living room, he'd get into his recliner, he'd sit behind the newspaper, and most of the time he had the radio and the television set on with sports. <laughs> I can't blame him. I mean, who would want to interact with seven kids? Consequently, I didn't really get to know him very much. But the funny thing was, my dad seemed to like JP almost as much as his kids did. He would stand behind us as he got ready to go to work watching the show. My dad would stand in line with us to get Patches Pal cards. His were always made out to JP from JP. My dad once stood in line for four hours to get a signed bobblehead J.P. Patches doll. I knew that it had to be more that then they had the same initials. And then I kind of thought, well, it was probably just because he made my dad feel young at heart and special, like J.P. made everybody feel. But my dad, JP, my dad, JP, wasn't anything like my hero, JP. My dad was serious, solemn, and selfish. Oh, but my hero, JP, he was kind and funny and generous. There were times that I really wished that JP Patches was my dad. So I'm a lifelong Patches pal. And the hardest time I ever had being a Patches Pal was not when I was a little kid. It was just a few years ago when I had to go back to Seattle and take care of my dad when he was diagnosed with ALS, or Lou Gehrig's disease. Now, I didn't take that task on lovingly. I admit that. I was actually quite bitter about it. I mean, why should I go back and take care of someone I didn't even know. I certainly didn't have a lot of good memories about it. And you know why I did it? Because I was a Patches pal. And I was minding my mommy and my daddy. So I went back to Seattle. I moved in with my dad, and I was his caregiver. And during that time, I was asked if I wanted to help raise money for a statue for J.P. Patches in Seattle. Well, you bet. I would do anything for my hero, J.P. Patches. So a few months later, I was at a fundraising event, and all of us were sitting around with our clown noses on, as we do when Patches pals get together. <laughs> <laughs> speaker to arrive and he came into the room and it wasn't J.P. Patches it was Chris Wiedis who was the man 
behind the clown. Most of us had never met Chris or seen him, so it was hugely exciting. He told us all about the early days of television and all the antics that went on behind the scenes and the many years that he spent being J.P. Patches. It was so cool. When he finished his talk, he said, are there any Patches pals out there that have a story to share? Well, I raise my hand, and Chris calls on me. And I go down, and I stand next to my hero. And I told the crowd, the audience that night, that I wanted to tell them about Patches pal that has been a Patches pal almost as long as I have. My father, JP. But my father couldn't be with us to, at that event because he couldn't get around very well anymore because he had ALS. But my dad was a true Patches pal. He watched the show religiously. He stood in line to get his Patches Pal cards. And he loved JP just as much as all of us did because he made us feel young at heart and special. And even though my dad couldn't be at that event, I was bringing him a clown nose when I went home. I went back and I took my seat and later on, Chris came over and he asked for my dad's contact information. And a few days later, I walk into the kitchen and my dad's in his wheelchair by the table. And he's just beaming. Lenny, J.P. Patches called me today. And I heard all about the conversation and the promise that Chris was coming for coffee the next week. Well, for two years, till my dad died, JP, or Chris, would call my dad and would come by to visit him. He was bringing him a little bit of hope and some laughter when it was definitely hard to come by just like he did for all those kids in the hospital all those years ago. It was also during this time that I refer to as the J.P. Patches miracle happened because once J.P. and Chris started talking to my dad, my dad opened up a little bit and I got to know the man I had never known before. And I learned things about him that I had never learned before. And I came to find out that all along I thought I had Patches Pal values. But I learned that even though I hadn't spent time talking to my dad or spending time with him, that he had given me lots of values too. My dad he taught me that it was really important to love and care for your family. He also gave me the work ethic that I have. You always work really hard. And it was always important to stay really, really strong in the face of any adversity. 
So now when I think back over my life, I know that all along I had two heroes, and they were both called JP. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.